Perak Bey's Mishnah Vav. Ketzeh Botzken Esa'edim. How would they interrogate the witnesses to make sure they're telling the truth? Zog Shabarisha, on the first pair of witnesses that came, right, there were a number of witnesses that came, could have been 10, 15 pairs, could have been one or two pairs. So the first pair that came, every pair consisted of two men. Botzken Esa'edim, they would check the first pair first. And they would take the older one of this pair, if it was, you know, Reuben and Shimon, whoever was older, they would take him first, bring him into Beisden, and they would say to him, Amor, tell us, How did you see the moon? Was it before the sun? Or was it after the sun? Meaning they're asking, the moon has the light part of it that's shining, and then the dark part that's not shining. And they want to know the dark part. Was it facing the sun, or was it not facing the sun? Was it before, or was it after the sun? And of course, they know that the dark part can't be facing the sun, otherwise, it would be lit up. But they would ask this question anyways to see if they're telling the truth. Another question, Litzfona, Oladoroma. Was it to the north, or was it to the south of the sun? The Gemara explains that in the kites in the summer, the moon, when it renews, it appears, Kishilad Roma Shalacham, it's south of the sun, Haini, which is Dromas Mizrach, southeast from the sun. Because in those days, in the, su- in, the, in the summers, in the summer days, the days are long, and the sun sets the Karen Ma'aravist in the northwest, right? The Ilubi Mosakshem, whereas in the winter, in the shorter days, the sun sets in the, uh, in the south, uh, southwest, Ma'aravist Droma, southwest. And then the moon appears in its renewal in the northeast from the sun. So they're asking him these questions. Was the moon to the north of the sun? Was the moon to the south of the sun? How high was the uh, moon? Meaning, what did it appear to you? How high off the ground did it look? You know, which side was it uh, uh, nota? Was it leaning towards? How wide was it? Meaning the kav, the, the line of light. Right? They're not seeing a full moon. They're seeing a sliver. So that sliver, how, what was the width of that sliver of the moon? Uh, yeah, okay. Im Amar, so those are the questions they would ask. Im Amar, if this A would respond, he said, oh yeah, the, going back to the first question, the moon was before the sun. So then, of course, he's lying, because if the moon's before the sun, meaning the dark part is facing the sun, then why is it dark? That makes no sense. So right away, they would invalidate him on the spot. It had to be, it was after the sun. The dark part is not facing the sun, and that's why it's dark. Only the light part was facing the sun. So that was an easy one they could knock him off on if he answered the wrong way. and afterwards, and then they'd ask all the questions. This is just an example, but he, you know they'd ask question by question to see what he would, he would respond, and you'd have to respond correctly based on the question. And then of course afterwards, Then they'd bring in his partner, the ubod and they would ask him the same questions. If we found that their words were you know correct, that the words were equal. And their testimony would be okay. Um, and they bring down over here, it doesn't have to be that they're saying exact, exact words. For example, if one of them said, the moon appeared to me that it was, you know, as if it was like two floors off the ground. And the other one said, the moon appeared to me as if, the, the, as if it was three floors off the ground. That would be okay to say that their testimony is equal, because they're more or less in the same, you know, in the same ballpark. But if one said, the moon appeared to me as if it was two floors off the ground, Another one said, the moon appeared to me as if it was five floors off the ground. Then you know that they're lying. So as long as their testimony was pretty much similar, it doesn't have to be exact, right? Because looking at the moon, there are all different things that can change it. As long as they're pretty much similar, then we'd accept the testimony as two kosher valid witnesses. 
Ushar Kalazugas and all other peers. Once you accepted a, a peer of witnesses that they're good and they're correct, we don't really need the other peers. What would you do with them? So the other peers, Shola no Sarmashidivarm, they would still ask, you know, like, just the, the, the like, like quick questions, simple questions. Not that they needed them. They didn't have to make a whole interrogation, right? They shouldn't leave in pain. You know, they came and they slept and they made all, they made, they made their trip all the way to Basin. They went, oh, cars. It was a big trip. So you don't want to make them feel that, you know, they're, 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 they're not needed. So they, rather they would ask them just, you know, quick questions off the top to make them feel validated. In order they should be accustomed to coming to Basin in the future to testify on the new month. So we never just throw away the other groups once we had a kosher group of witnesses. We'd still ask them questions to make them feel validated and show them that we need you for the next month as well when it comes time to renew the new month. Okay, Mishnah Zion. Rosh, Beis, and Omer. So now how would they sanctify the new month once they got the kosher witnesses? Now what would they do? Rosh, Beis, the head of the Beis, Omer, he would say, Mikudash, holy, meaning, meaning he's sanctifying the new month. And the Gemara learns that from the Pasuk, of Aidaber Moshe Esmoali Hashem, that Moshe was the head of the Beisdin, and he was speaking the Yom Tovim, you know, the holidays of Hashem, and we learn out from over the year that, that, uh, the head of the Beisdin has to say, Mikudash, holy. And then all the people, they respond, Mikudash, Mikudash, holy, holy. They say it two times. Also learned out of a Pasuk, it says, Moadi Hashem, Ashatikru Osam, and we learn out, Tikru Atem, that you should, uh, you should, you know, proclaim the, the, the Yom Tov, the holidays. So the, the community also has to respond, and they respond with a double uh, proclamation, Mikudash, Mikudash, holy, holy, the, the new month, it should be a holy month, and they say it two times. Bein Shnerev is mana, whether the moon was seen in its appropriate time, meaning the month was a 29-day month, and they saw the moon on the night of the 30th, and now they have to sanctify the new month. Bein Shlonerev is mana, whether the month was not the moon was not seen in, uh, whether the month was not inaugurated in the right time, um, meaning the previous month was a 30-day month, and now it's the 31st day that they're renewing the new moon. And we say when it's the 31st day, we don't even have to have testimony, because by default it can't be more than the 31st. And that would make the previous month a 30-day month, and then the 31st was Rosh Chodesh. Nevertheless, no matter whether the previous month was a 29-day month with Rosh Chodesh on the 30th, or the month was a 30-day month with Rosh Chodesh being on the 31st, where technically... In a thirty in a thirty day month with Rosh Chodesh being on the thirty first, you don't need Adim. Nevertheless, Mikachin Oso, they would sanctify it by saying the head of the basin would say Mikudash, and everyone else everyone else would respond, Mikudash, Mikudash. Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik, Omar Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik, he argues, he says that now, in Lone Arabismana, if the moon was not seen in the appropriate time, meaning on the thirtieth day, ain't Mikachin Oso, basin will not proclaim that the month should be holy. Because God, heaven, already proclaimed that it was holy. I mean, we're not accepting testimony now. It's being renewed on its own. It's a default. So when the previous month was 30 days, and now it's the 31st day, and it can't be any longer than this, we know already it was Rosh Chodesh. So that was done from the heavens. It wasn't done by Bazin, by the, by the court here on earth. Therefore, Rabbi Lazar Baratzadik, he's of the opinion that they wouldn't sanctify the new month and say, Mikudash, Mikudash, in this scenario. Rather, it just went automatically. And Allah follows Rabbi Lazar Baratzadik. So according to him, only when the previous month was 29 days, and Rosh Chodesh on the 30th day, would they have this process. But otherwise, it would just come as a default, you know, in months when the, the month was 30 days, and Rosh Chodesh on the 31st, they wouldn't have to say anything, automatically it would be Rosh Chodesh, and that would be it. Alright, and that wraps up, wraps up Mishnah Zion.